to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. And welcome everybody, this is Man Up, spiritual oasis for men. Podcast number 254, hard to believe, and we're glad you're here. And where is here? Here is Sugarland, Texas. So grab a globe, spin it around. Boom! Not sure where you ended up. Spin it around. Find Texas. Southeast side of Texas is Houston. Southwest side of Houston is Sugarland, and that's where we're at. You know, we're not pastors. We're just regular guys, but each of us are on our own spiritual journey, making meeting the daily challenges just like you are and that's why we're here and we're on this no church answers tour and glad that you've joined us and oh by the way just want to make sure that you know no church answers a 30 minute video show if you want to see what we look like and and we do look awesome can be streamed from our man up spiritual oasis youtube page so subscribe hit the like button and leave a comment so and just want to let you know that the podcast is available on our Apple Podcast, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. So please rate the podcast and leave a review. And just want to go ahead and we're going to jump right in because I love this lesson. This is Total Man. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and announce today's uh, panel. And he is a former world-class policy writer a current professional gambler. He's the show producer. It's Mr. Steve Titch. Steve, a former prosecutor and attorney, kind of the group historian. We call him the judge. Michael Cropper is here. Hi, Mike. Hi, guys. Mike. And my name is Bill Cox, and I'm basically a indie filmmaker, writer, and uh, a contractor, and that's how I pay for <laughs> my my indie stuff. So, and with that, I'm gonna go, we're gonna go ahead and jump right into this lesson, and I'm gonna start out with Mr. Steve Titch. If you uh, are a Christian, and sometimes you will run into people who are not Christians, who have not even opened the Bible, but think they know everything that's in it, and will say, <laughs> well, I, I, I don't believe in Jesus, I don't believe in that stuff, because you know all the Bible is is just a lot of fluff, that if you believe, you'll everything will go right. Uh, well, we're going to talk about a passage where that, that stands in direct refutation of that statement. In fact... In in this passage out of Luke 13, chapter 13, 1 through 9, somebody comes up and pretty much asks Jesus, whom we believe is the Son of God. So we Christians would say this, this, this person in the crowd puts it right to Jesus, right to God himself. Why did an unjust thing happen to people? Did they do something wrong? Mm-hmm. And Jesus comes back with an interesting answer. And we'll take a look at that. But yeah, uh, pretty much Jesus more or less acknowledges that life ain't fair. Absolutely. And we're going to we're going to dive into that. uh, But I want to get Michael Cropper's overview. Yeah. Bill refers to me, the historian. I like to go back and remind you of where we were last week, folks. (laughs) Last two lessons. In fact, please listen to those. We had a great time. Uh, Last week's lesson. 
uh, was pretty much do not worry about possessions you have. Worry about your spiritual health. Health. Uh, we looked at Mr. Ego Farmer who had left God out of everything and he dies unexpectedly. The Grim Reaper came and visited him when he made a big profit because he had, and, and the Grim Reaper, Grim Reaper came because he had not shared any of the riches with God. And Jesus told the crowd that were listening to him, they should be worried about eternal life and not their wealth or possessions on earth. And the main point I found with it was, thank God for what you have and share your wealth with him. Now, th- this week, uh, Steve has talked about it a little bit. Um, in fact, let me refer to the, the heading, Why Do Good People Suffer? Steve pretty much said that. Um, I, I, I was thinking about this, and last Saturday morning I was looking at headlines on Channel 2. Every morning I get up and turn on the computer and look at headlines, see what's happening and who's died next, because Houston's getting pretty pretty serious with crime. You all know that, right? Right. How many people died this time? Mm-hmm. How many people are gone this way? I'm glad I moved out of Houston, people. Anyway, uh, I was looking at Channel 2. And I, and I noticed that last Thursday afternoon, which would have been a week ago from tomorrow, there was an AC repairman. He was shot and killed while he was working on an AC unit at a home, a residence located in 3900 block of Summit Valley Drive. Y'all probably read that or heard that on the news. Uh, a 51-year-old man was not buying drugs. He was not acting foolishly in a road rage incident, nor was he drinking while he was driving. He was actually working an honest job to make honest money, to feed his family. Uh, the story included pictures and video of the suspect. They got a great picture of him, so no uh, no question he's going to be caught pretty soon. But the perplexing question that occupied my mind at that time is, why did this happen? Which fits in exactly with what Steve told you is going to be. We're going to talk about that. Why do good people suffer? Uh, a man, if he had a wife and children no longer, he will no longer return home and enjoy them. So ultimately, the question haunts my mind. Why, Lord? I mean, this first thing that strikes my uh, my mind, and ever since I, I decided to serve the Lord, that happens when things occur. Uh, so why do bad things happen to good people? There's a very strong conviction and belief, and Steve mentioned this to you again, that when a bad accident happens or financial setback occurs to somebody, it indicates God's judgment for bad behavior. Because we do see that throughout the Bible. We see where God punishes the Israelites many times. In fact, they're they're taken to Babylon because of their sinful nature and because they don't serve God any longer or worship any longer. But anyway, at a petty level, we might find someone to say in a critical comment, well, serves them right. They got what was coming to them. But in last week's podcast, we looked at a very successful farmer, as I mentioned, who experienced an abundant harvest and began to plan for a long celebration for his good fortune. However, he had a problem. He did have a problem, and he was judged, folks. That's the difference between what we're going to talk about today. He was selfish. He did not share his wealth with God. He did not appreciate God. And unfortunately for him, God said his time on earth was up, and he would not get to enjoy this great wealth. But but that did not—I never got the impression that one was the cause of the other. Oh, I, he just, I, 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 he just it's in part. Yes, to me it's that, in part. That, that I don't correct. necessarily was God saying, eh, you didn't do that, so this. God is more or less basically just up. Oh, Your time is up. Your time That's is up. That's right. And boy, did you. Yes, but, and but I I'm agree glad with you, you're Steve. bringing it up because but yes. later in the podcast, I want to link what was going on in, in, yes. in that no, parable that, to what's good. going on here. So, so Cropper inferred this, folks, okay. and Steve okay. rightly stated it. If you go back and look at our passage, it doesn't say God is punishing him, and it's in mm-hmm. his life because he didn't appreciate mm-hmm. God. 
but it suggests that you do keep your life in straight with him and you do show him appreciation. Mm-hmm. Anyway, God will give us a lot more time at the end of the the, uh, the text, which Bill is about to read. You'll see God is, we're, we're like a fig tree and God gives us mm-hmm. ample time to accept him and serve him and love him. Uh, anyway, Bill? Excellent. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and read the scripture. And this is Luke 12, or I'm sorry, Luke 13, 1 through 9. <clears throat> now, there were some present at the time who told Jesus about the Galilean who blood Pilate had mixed with their sacrifices. Jesus answered, Do you think these Galileans were worse sinners than all the other Galileans because they suffered this way? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Or those 18 who died when the tower at Siloam fell on them, do you think they were more guilty than all the others living in Jerusalem? I tell you, no. But unless you repent, you too will all perish. Then he told this parable. A man had a fig tree growing in his vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. So he said to the man who took care of the vineyard, for three years now I've been coming to look for fruit on this fig tree and haven't found any. Cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. If it bears fruit next year, fine. If not, then cut it down. You know, this is, I'm sorry that we don't have the church answer buzzer here. Because how many times do you hear people when someone says, oh, do you know what happened to that other person? Oh, how horrible. Let's pray for them. You know, total, total church answer. I buzz it myself. The thing about it is, and and I, I love this topic, but I just hate how it's been hijacked. Mm-hmm. Bad things happen to everybody. Okay? Yes, good or bad. Good or, or bad. bad. Exactly. Right. Now, we put the judgment on the people. We feel worse for the people who are good that we like to have bad things happen mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. someone who is a scumbag and something bad yeah, happens. Yeah, if we had a we choice, think, that's yeah, right. Yeah, oh, it serves <laughs> him right. right. He got in an accident <laughs> right. and he ruined his car. He serves him right because he cut me off a couple of miles back. You, you know what I'm saying? But that, that is totally, like, uh, independent. And <clears throat> I just... Some of you, some of the people here know him, so I'll just use the guy's initials as C. He has was my neighbor, had six children, wonderful Mormon man. His wife was driving, was in a horrible accident. Mm-hmm. Two children died. One was handicapped mm-hmm. for like five years, and then mm-hmm. eventually passed. Mm-hmm. Of his three children left. One of them was an Eagle Scout, just like yours, Steve. (laughs) Most awesome kid that you can imagine. Was on a rafting trip with some family members. A young niece fell out of the raft in the current. The current wasn't really bad or anything. 
He dove in to save the niece. His life jacket got caught on a tree, and he drowned. So it held him underwater, yeah. Held him underwater. Now they have two children. Wow. And I was over at their house one time talking to him, and it just kind of came up. I admire you for not being mad at God. And he goes, how could I? It was God that got me through it. And I think about, uh, I mean, I don't know about any of you. I could not handle something like that. And they are the nicest people in the world. And I Mm -hmm. thought about that answer. And when I thought about this lesson, it's not really necessarily the angle that I want to go on on this discussion. But his testimony, I will never complain about bad things happening. Let me touch on the scripture. And I know Steve's got, mm-hmm. Steve all presents a lot of great stuff to us. So I wanted to interrupt him just for a Get moment. Your yeah, just for one moment. Mm-hmm. Folks, if you do look at the first part of the scriptures, one to five, it's like Jesus is suggesting these people are not good people. He says, if you don't, he says, all, he says why, did the, 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 why did Pilate mix the blood of those people with their sacrifice? And he said, do you think they're worse sinners than any other else? I tell you, unless you repent, you too will all perish. So he's suggesting that those people may not have repented. I, but, but, well, but I'm just throwing that in because of the topic of the, top of the letter, lesson is why do good people suffer? So, so Christ is seemed to using an, an illustration here that can be taken either way. No, no, okay, no, no, I know you got, some, got much to go you're, with. You're on to something here because, because he's, he's, asked, he's basically... I think he's coming out saying, no, they were no worse than anybody, but they were no better than, exactly. than anybody. Everybody, exactly. Everybody's got this, this, this sin on them. But, but let me, let me, yeah. let me kind of, for, for those who, who, who are new, but this, this passage, actually, he, Jesus brings up two examples, two, two examples we can connect mm-hmm. with. One, mm-hmm. one is people who die as a result of human evil. Mm-hmm. The other is people who die because of a freak accident. Like mm-hmm. the well, mm-hmm. we had we had your case, sure. your case with the with the air conditioning guy just mm-hmm. the other day, mm-hmm. and you're the, what you're talking about right. here. Right. Pilate, um, what what the references to mixing the blood of the Galileans with the with the sacrifices? What had happened is Pilate punches Pilate. Uh, we know from other sources like Philo and Josephus, he was he was kind of a, a, a corrupt and sometimes ruthless governor yeah, he was. didn't always respect uh, the Jews but but was on kind of tender hooks because he didn't like getting you know if he if he did things badly the, the word would get back to Rome then he'd be mm-hmm. called on the carpet but apparently you know so he's stuck between kind of keeping the peace well the Jewish people would as we know would be prone to rebelling or an uprising here or there we know about the zealots we've talked about them before mm-hmm. one zealot was a uh, was an apostle of jesus but what had happened i guess fairly recently to the events discussed here in the bible because it's the buzz is going mm-hmm. is that there was a there was a bit of a rebellion going on for you know festering among the masses in the temple where not only was a place of worship it was a place of meeting so Pilate sent a soldiers in disguised they were but they were armed they were armed with daggers and swords and it's not quite clear but at some point an order was given and they started cutting people down rather indiscriminately 
So some protesters or rioters may have gotten killed in it, but also some people again who were in the wrong place at the wrong time. But but it was a it was a it was a it was a quasi military action there. Uh, and these innocent people, these otherwise worshippers, just died. They got they went to church. How often does it happen? Mm-hmm. People at church. We've had a couple of church shootings. Uh, then mm-hmm. then so 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 this is what's great about this 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 story is that you know the the uh, the 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 people in the crowd. Some people in the crowd raised this with Jesus, and then Jesus doubled down on it. He said, "Oh yeah, well there was that, and don't forget this tower that collapsed at." Uh, Siloam, which that, un, unlike the unlike Pilate's massacre, is not recorded, but we do know there was a a a pool or a body of water may, known as the Pool of Siloam, and an aqueduct may have been feeding water to that, delivering water to that, and that aqueduct may have collapsed, and that's what might have been what Jesus was referring to. Mm-hmm. And evidently, you know, it's stone; people were underneath it. Again, a freaky accident. Mm-hmm. Somebody there at the time just, you know, going to the pool or bopping along has a stone come down on them and it's over. Uh, again, and, and Jesus does not say, you know, oh, there's the devil at work. I mean, he brings up Satan a lot. You know, oh, that was the devil at work. Yeah. That was not yeah. supposed, that, that was again, he didn't say anything whether this was God's will or not. He simply answered by saying, um, this, this happens and the question isn't so much why it happens or what these people did. It's he, he goes into a parable that talks about the state of their soul. A repent or perish. To connect it with, with what we did last week in the last few, if you look through this section of, of Luke, roughly from the uh, middle of chapter, let's say the middle of chapter 11 up to chapter 14, there's a lot of this sense, there's this sense of urgency in his preaching and his <coughs> parables. We talked about uh, the, 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 the problem with the rich fool, the rich farmer, who is not a fool because farmers aren't fools. <laughs> Absolutely, that's right. But the rich man, it's, it's, it's not, I mean, it's even, I don't think it's even so much that he, he, he just put all his security in his money. His mm-hmm. soul was in the wrong place. His heart was in the wrong place. He may have done, this is what came out during our Sunday school lesson, that he really didn't do anything wrong. I mean, nothing's in there that said, he didn't steal it, he didn't embezzle it, he didn't fraud his way. No, he, he just had a windfall, no. And but it's clear that he thought, hey, it was all about him. And we and, and parables we, we didn't look at, we're going to look at parables next week about, you know, the, the people who who dis, who who disregard the invitation to the party. And Jesus, throughout this, these sections, these chapters, is talking about the warning, a warning of, of drifting away from God and not following God. And there are echoes of the Old Testament God. This is not the cuddly Jesus. This is the Jesus who is, it looks like he's getting fairly close to the crucifixion. So time is literally running out for his time on earth. But He's also delivering a, this, this sense of urgency about getting your soul right with God and getting God in, you know, making him the forefront. And more, more than just the, oh, I believe in God, he's up there in heaven, putting God at the center and making, the, making him the focus. And, and that's, I think, why he comes up with this parable 
And this parable really comes out and says, okay, this fig tree hasn't borne fruit yet, but we're going to give it a little more time. You know, in the parable, it's a year. We can, we can simply ride that out and say, well, we're on, we're on a bit, a bit of time. Excellent. And speaking of time, we're going to go ahead and take our first break. This is Man Up. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Bill Cox, director of Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We hope you enjoy our show as much as we enjoy doing it. But our ministry needs your support if we are to continue to bring our TV show, our podcast, our live shows to men seeking spiritual refreshment. For as little as $5 a month, you can become a patron of Man Up Spiritual Oasis. Get more details at our page on patreon.com. If you would like to support us directly, you can make a contribution through PayPal at donate at manupmedia.org. All contributions are tax deductible. We're not pastors, just regular guys. So whether you're successful or struggling, we hope to bring you the good news of God's saving grace as we share our own spiritual journeys. Please consider supporting Man Up and No Church Answers today. And welcome back to this Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men podcast number 254 and, of course, No Church Answers. I'm going to go ahead and hijack this discussion just a little bit. Again? Again. (laughs) Because because I'm serious. (laughs) To me, this is a no church answer man kind of subject. And here's the thing, okay? I've always kind of thought of this parable, life isn't fair, and it divides people into two different camps. One camp is the person that goes along and just makes unforced error after error after error. Okay? Why is life... Why is God... Why is life not fair? Why has God been turning on me? Okay? Then you also have the other person. The other person who followed all the rules, studied hard, got the good grades, went to the best schools, interned at the best places, and then at the end of the road, can't get hired. Unfulfilled dreams. Why? Why did this happen to me, God? Okay? Take those people and inject God. Say one doesn't have God, the other one does, okay? If you don't have God and you will have those moments when you are unfulfilled and you are wandering and you just feel like you do not have direction, you are on your own to make the decision from there. The person that has God God promises us community and comfort and also gives us guidelines to help us along the way. But God is not going to do it for us. The thing about it is, and I'll turn it over to the rest of the fellas, God is not necessarily going to wipe out the bad. God is going to help you through the bad and make something out of it. 
It's not, God is not going to wipe it out. It doesn't happen that way. Uh, and anyway, I'm sorry about that. But no, that was no, just no, 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 no. This is the essence. Don't go. That's what it is. Go ahead. No, oh, I was, uh, was going to say it's, it's it's exactly that. It's not that you, you're there are no guarantees. The guy, the guy who's who's walking around being mad at God. God never said if you go and study and all of this and do all this hard work, you're going to get hired. No, your father said that. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, your and earthly father. Right, that was godly, though. You study hard, you're being godly. And and no, no. What? He, but yeah, I have nothing to add. You're absolutely, in fact, you got the real answer to this because I think that's, that's what the promise is. It's it's relationship. It's it's understanding that you know even when bad things happen, it doesn't it doesn't add up to a whole lot in the cosmic scheme of things if your soul is right with God. I think it, and, it, and I mean, I, I am, yes. yeah. Go ahead. I'm, no, 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 no. It, it's great because what what Bill has expressed, folks, is is a difference. First of all, God tells us, he says, I put rain on the just and the unjust. You right. will experience good and bad, whether you're good or bad. Bill right. said that real quick. We all had that very clearly. The difference, and Bill has said this back in past, past podcasts, is attitude. Right? Believing God. Steve says, just because you know God doesn't mean you're going to get a $100,000 job out of college, right? And he's absolutely right on. And I thought that, too. Steve, I thought, you you got to go to college. You have to get a degree. My parents said you have to do that. Okay? That doesn't get you the job. The job is you're looking for it, asking God to lead you, and keep knocking on doors. And this has something to do with how we we pray, which we studied two weeks ago. And that's simply, you don't give up. You keep looking. You talk to your friends. And, and, and the trust or faith in God gives you a good attitude, saying, well, you know what? If this isn't the right place, I'll keep looking, Lord, and I'm going to trust you to open that door. Because it, it, in, in most cases, it's not miracle answers that occur. And that, that's hard go, go ahead, for unbelievers to have. It's hard for believers to sometimes follow. But yes. it's hard for non-believers to, to comprehend that. But you, know, you, you, you talk that great example of that man that man did not blame god for that he accepted that that happened but that he knew that god was not there for for that all the time we prayed for his protection but that it's it's a very immature christianity but in, but you're you're darn right when you're saying this is a, a men's topic because men especially believe that action with good intentions with a godly belief will yield success and i mean we have i guess to its worst example is the gospel of wealth the gospel mm. of prosperity gospel which which is no holds barred which basically in val in a mistaken way validates that but in a way a lot of a lot of christian churches and a lot of men are raised with that in the subconscious, that that they are still capable of 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 you know of of success through belief, 
and mm-hmm. that that leads to a belief on on uh, 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 you might say a faith on very precarious because when something goes wrong something doesn't work out that person who who has been raised or has believed that all I need is my faith in God and good things will happen to me gets a shaken faith and and uh, you know it's that's so the, and I think the point of this parable is don't go down that road. Remember to repent. I mean, in a way, in a way, Jesus is using this parish in two, in, a, in two ways. Yes, the people who were at the temple who got cut down by Pilate's men perished. The people under the, the who were died in the, in the tower disaster perished. But they everybody's going to happen to everybody sooner or later Absolutely. it almost says that and 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 i guess when we connect it to all the all the other stuff about eternal life this is this is the uh, the darker side yeah, you, the, you 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 your ending your ending may be final and i mean that's what goes through these last few yeah. chapters when i talked about it this is this is not just believing in god and all oh, good things will happen this is this is the cosmic the cosmic significance of it you have a choice between everlasting life in some kind of paradise in in the presence of god or not yes and and your <clears throat> beha- your your decisions are 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 going decisions here and now are going to decide that and you're and as this parable shows you're on the clock the uh, uh Bill gave an illustration right first to the, the uh, podcast folks, and I, I had a second illustration similar to what he had. A, f- a friend of mine, when I was working with the city and uh, worked out in the gym often, a, a guy, and I, and I call him a friend, believer in God, tremendous believer in God. He was Catholic, but he confessed the Lord. And uh, one of his sons came down at 39 years old with brain cancer, uh, maybe 10 years ago, and he, he died. He eventually died. They treated him and everything. Uh, he had a twin brother, this man's son. He had two. Tw- he had twin sons. The other one came down with cancer six months ago. Okay, now, folks, what I'm going to get at here is there is something that not necessarily you attribute to Satan or God, but maybe from the fact of disobedience and sin when we introduced it into the world. His son came down with cancer, and I and I asked him. Then I called him. He lives in Fort Worth now. I said, "Well, I said." Does this run in your family? Does cancer run in your family? He says, no, but it does in my wife's. She just had breast cancer a year and a half ago, and her side of the family has it quite consistently. So, folks, there may not be any judgment from God. There may not be any any bad doing that a person did. It can actually run in the family, and you can actually see a line of this coming down, but... but if you want to get technical about where it came from, you go back to Adam and Eve and the fact that they 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 disobeyed God and that introduced evil into the world or sin or allowed Satan to introduce it into the world. But now, that steps of further, which Steve, I know Bill may have a comment about this. The fact is, if you look at Job, he experienced all these diseases, but he couldn't experience him without God permitting him to go through it, without Satan permitting those diseases to be put on him. So do I have an answer of why God permits certain diseases on children, on people? No, I don't have an answer. But I know that there are sometimes, some of us are more prone 
to certain sicknesses mm-hmm. than other persons. And you say, why did it happen? Well, they're prone to it. Well, that that doesn't really answer your inner spiritual self question. But then whenever you bring it back again to Adam and Eve, they disobeyed and they allowed sin or they actually introduced sin into the world, then you throw it into a whole other world. So so anyway, um, just a thought. I, w- I want to bring that because the... The, uh, the suffering that we do promotes more growth than the, the su- than the successes that we have. Mm-hmm. And people really need to consider that and not that I w- that I want you to go out and try to suffer. Oh yeah, yeah, I really want to grow. I'm going to go out and suffer and do something stupid. No, but the thing about suffering is, it has an end. Uh, and st- this storm will pass. All storms pass. And the fact of the matter is, if you keep dwelling on them on the circumstance you make it hard for God to get in to change you so and it's kind of like what we talked about uh, a couple of weeks ago about prayer when like I brought up the the fact of the matter for me prayer gives me a long view of issues um, that I'm having and I'm talking about and that is the thing about life not being fair uh, my dad was really funny and he and i'd say that's not fair I go, and he, he'd <laughs> always come up with it goes you expected it to be <laughs> you know and he was just incredulous about it and but and, and that's the thing except when you accept it and then you also put god in there you're not the only person to bear the burden. That is the that I think is the real key to things that are bad. Whether you're a good person or a bad person, I mean, believe me, I I I, I love coming to church. I love being a Christian. There are times when I'm just bad, though. I just can't help it. It's just it's just me. And there's times that stuff happens to me. And I just dwell on it way too much. And and the big lesson on this is stop it. Don't do it. It's not you're not the only person that's that life isn't isn't being fair, fair to. to. You know what? That's, uh, that's often yes. you think this is the you think the only person who's ever had their girlfriend dump them right yeah you think they're you're the only person who's ever gotten fired from a job i mean that that kind flat of flat tire on the freeway yes. <laughs> and, and no yeah no you're right and bill absolutely had i not gone through many sufferings and things i would not be where i am now not mm-hmm. that i'm anything special but but yes you can look back folks at your trials your sufferings and if you maintain the right attitude, you can look back and say, I've come up, not gone down. I've come up and grown in it, like Bill said. Sufferings are a big part of our struggle and a big part of our growth and a big part of our walk with the Lord. And let me, uh, let me interject something on this, too. There's a difference between knowledge and insight. Insight is knowledge that you have but you do not share. When you share that insight, it becomes knowledge, okay? Mm -hmm. Just wanted to set that groundwork first. Mm -hmm. Um, 
it's so funny that I'm in here. I'm sitting here doing a podcast with a prosecutor from traffic court because I've wrecked so many cars. I've wrecked so many cars, and the vast majority of time, it's been my fault. You know, so but, but you have one more year to bear fruit. No, six months. That's Dude, right. That's right. right. Going, dig around <laughs> me. Mike, Mike is there right. saying, throw the them up. The fig tree is dig around the fertilizer. And by the way, what is the fertilizer? I want to know what the fertilizer is. Probably manure, but probably dung of some type. But here's the thing: my son was in an accident, and he called me. And you know what? I could have been furious, but I wasn't because that was my kid. Mm -hmm. And so I ran over there and I used my accident experience. He didn't get a ticket. We got the car off the road. You know, nobody knew it happened. It's all good. You know, (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Turning bad into good. A cropper's over there looking like, oh, that one got away. <laughs> That's there right. Were, I never met Bill all these times right. he tells me. I was looking out of luck for him. Buddy. Right. There was, there's one traffic ticket that we should have got. That's for sure. Yeah. But, uh, but, but, that, but really, but to me, that's the essence of, of the Christian life. Yeah. It's not that it, you don't have struggle. You have the opportunity to overcome the struggle, to share the struggle, to help comfort people, other people like you that are going through the same Mm -hmm. thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that is the huge lesson uh, that we should get from this particular podcast. And with that, we're going to go ahead and take a break. This is Man Up. We'll be right back. Hey, pastors and church leaders, are you looking to create an exciting program that will attract, engage, and inspire men in your congregation? Book a live Man Up Spiritual Oasis podcast for your next men's ministry event. Called authentic, gritty, and unexpectedly funny, Man Up has been delighting podcast listeners since 2017. We're not pastors, just regular guys willing to talk about scripture and how we can apply it to our personal faith journeys. Man Up is a refreshing alternative to predictable motivational speakers, offering your audience a chance to connect with everyday Christian men who don't settle for routine Sunday school answers. Interested in learning more? Visit man-upspiritualoasis.com or contact Bill Cox at liveshow at manupmedia.org. And now, back to the fellows of Man Up. And welcome back, everybody. This is podcast number 254. Uh, spiritual oasis for men, but actually, this has been a solid no church answers uh, type of show, and uh, gonna just continue on. Uh, life isn't fair, even the Bible says so. So, how are we going to deal with our family and maybe the people around us the de- that demand? Life be fair. And I just want to go ahead and throw that out. Well, the uh, first thing, I'm going to go back to this. See, the, the, the author mentions two things that we deal with, evil hearts, right? People who cause deaths and, and things like that, like Pilate. And like I mentioned, uh, the guy that was shot to death, the, AC, the AC guy. And then he, uh, he says there are diseases, right? And then the third thing he mentions is storms. And, and, and I'm, 
what what we learn from this is that we're going to go through it first. Bill, you're asking, what do you tell people who demand an answer and say, this can't be a loving God if he allows this, right? That's what you're saying. Right. How do you answer him? Well, first of all, we, we, we mentioned earlier, whether you're good or you're not good, good being accepted Christ as Savior, even if we accept him as Savior, we're not good, but we're forgiven, right? That's very important, folks. We are still going to go through the problems. We're still going to go through storms. We'll go through accidents. Uh, and Bill has gone through a number of them. He has confessed to us uh, without getting caught and getting yeah, caught. Yeah, right. <laughs> and, then, and then we may suffer disease too, folks. Um, so how do you deal with those people? You tell them the good and the bad go through it. It's part of it, right? Actually, I ask them, what did God do to put you in this situation? Mm-hmm. Just ask them, and then you'll and you'll find out what they They'll really feel God is responsible for in your life. He made me go to college. He made me do this. He made me do that. Really? Well, amazing. Uh, you know, but God's going to help you through it. But you've got to do it. It's kind of the way it is. I'll take a different approach to your question. What can you do? Um, to understand there are things you can't control, Absolutely. Uh, you know, and approach relationships like, with like that. But like as, as a man, well, for starters, try to be fair where you can. Don't, don't, be, a, don't be a jerk. Don't, 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 uh, don't punish your kids in mean ways. Right? If you got, if you have a problem, you did the same thing once. Upon <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, oh, I mean, yeah. there's right. that. But, but I, well, but to more, to put it more constructively, I think keep your word. When you make a promise, keep it. Don't, yes. don't, don't. I think this is this Very is important. something I think that any any man should understand. And it's, you you promise something, you better be able to deliver it. And don't promise things you you're not sure you can deliver. Don't yes. don't tell Absolutely. a Absolutely. a a a, uh, a a a this goes across the board friends bosses and children family i mean you you make a vow to your wife to stay faithful uh you 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 know you cheat it's on you you know oh, whatever whatever you didn't do this you, you didn't talk to your wife about a problem and you went and cheated yeah you're in trouble you, you didn't god didn't you know your divorce is not something god brought down on you but yeah. understand also there are things out of your control and yeah somebody's going to get you're going to your kid's going to work hard. He's not going to get into the school he wants to get into. Uh, you can't, you're, you're going to, things are, there are going to be disappointments in life. They're going to be tragedies in life. Um, I'll, I'll simply, I'll simply wrap up my end with this. And, and I'm sure I think the two of, two of you have encountered this before. And I've had a checkered past. You know, I can give you two examples. I've been in places like bars or whatever, been out and, there was the guy, and I'm kind of oversimplifying it, but the guy getting soused at the end of the bar, bitter, angry, yelling mm. at the TV. Maybe there's a sports game on. Ah, that guy, sorry, whatever. He's just got to, you know. And the bartender may say to you, you know, he, he lost a child, and his marriage broke up, and, and he lost a good job, and now he's, you know, he's pretty much an alcoholic and bitter. Bitter. And, and, and you, but, but what I'm getting at is, in your head, you can say, oh, I can see that there. You know, I, I could I could understand that. Now, conversely, what I think puts us in awe is that we're at church. We see a, 
a, a guy who's a leader there who's you know he's in the choir he's he's always there he's always there to help always there to shake hands he's a deacon he's doing all sorts of service always a smile on his face you get to know him you know as an acquaintance and then maybe somebody who know who know you know him and he he knows that your friend who knows both of you says you know 10 years ago he lost his wife and kids in an accident then that put then then that more or less you don't understand that gee if i were me i'd be like the guy at the end of the bar mm -hmm. yet there's a guy who had tragedy in his life but there he is and and you wouldn't know it from unless he told you or someone else told you and i know i, I know i've encountered i've you know and, and it mm -hmm. floors you and i think that's that's a part of the counterculture the unexpectedness of of christianity that that you'll find people like that, that where you'd expect bitterness and anger and disillusionment, on the other hand, you get this acceptance and strengthening, uh, rather than walking away from God, a, a, a stronger embrace of God. And it's okay to say you don't understand. Right? It's okay to say, mm -hmm. Lord, I don't understand what's going on here. Mm -hmm. uh, I've mentioned this before, folks, and I'll take a moment to mention it again. My, my daughter lost a baby uh, on the morning it was, it was being born and uh, about three years ago. And I remember going into her and her husband and, and uh, praying with them, and, 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 and she crying, and boy, I cried worse than she did. But uh, I looked at them, and, and, and both her husband and her said, Dad... God must have had a purpose for it, had a reason. Mm -hmm. and, and the baby still was not delivered. They just it didn't have a heartbeat any longer, and it was supposed to be delivered that morning. And I said, good grief, I couldn't have done this, right? Mm -hmm. I, I could not. I don't think I could have handled that if it were one of my children and they weren't, they weren't born alive. But they, the, yet the day before, I just checked with her, and the baby was fine. It was heart beating and everything. Mm -hmm. She was delivering it the next morning. And and it and it died. The cord got wrapped around the neck or something, and it it, it choked. So, uh, anyway, f folks, real quick, I want to wrap this up. Again, the text is why do good people suffer? Um, and, and and of course, we we refer to that as being Christians, folks. Why do some of our friends go through it? And 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 remember what Jesus did. He said. The important thing is not whether you suffer, it's whether or not you're prepared to meet your maker, whether or not you have accepted God and whether or not you walk with him. It's better to make sure that you've repented from your sins and turned to God than for do you worry about death and, and, and when it should come or whether it was fair or not. So God does not cause suffering. He does permit it, though. The text and the author tells us people often suffer. God is in control of all things, including the weather, though, and through his providence, God provides for and protects his children. But he also permits Satan, demons, and mankind to exercise their limited will to commit acts of sin, evil, and wickedness. As Bill and I have shared the, those uh, incidents today, these same beings are fully responsible for any and all man-made disasters and tragedies they cause. We know that God has ordained whatever uh, whatsoever comes to pass. That's Ephesians 1.11, Romans 11.36, and therefore as an invisible hand is in our pain, even though he cannot sin or be the perpetrator of evil. So you, once again, you ask us, and I want to recapulate this. 
folks, uh, what's the purpose then in serving Christ if 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 we're all going to suffer whether we're Christian mm-hmm. or not a Christian? And and we said this earlier, folks. God gives you faith. He gives you hope. He gives you an attitude to persist and to go on. And Steve shared this too, uh, folks. That's why we serve the Lord. Sometimes we see miracles. Sometimes we don't see miracles. But we still trust him and we still have hope. And faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Bill? Excellent. This has been a uh, great subject. Uh, Life isn't fair. Even the Bible says so. And uh, I just want to uh, finish up by saying that um, sometimes doing what might be difficult, but you feel in your heart as a Christian, um, may be exactly the thing that needs to be done to help comfort someone that is going through the trouble. And I'll finish up by finishing the story. The story of the gentleman that a friend of mine who lost four children out of six when I talked with him like that, he goes, you know, Bill, that's the first time anybody's talked frankly to me about it. Everybody else will gloss around it and say, hi, how you doing? Great. Good to see you. They'll throw up. Maybe that was God's will. He goes, you were the first one that cared enough to talk about my suffering with that remember that you have the power of the lord in you to be engaged to make a huge difference not only in your life your family's life but your communities and with that thank you so much for tuning in my name is bill cox and on behalf of uh, our producer mr steve titch and michael cropper we appreciate all your the sponsors and support And just want to make sure that you know our podcast is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get podcasts. So please rate it and leave a review. And if you have a question or comment, you can go to our Facebook page or man-upspiritualoasis.com and post it there. And if you're unable to attend the church, check out the Sugarland Baptist streaming service. It's on Facebook, YouTube, and sugarlandbaptist.org and starts Sunday at 945 and when you're ready, we encourage each and every one of you to join a local Bible Bay church. Why local? So you'll go and participate. Find a small group, ABF, Adult Bible Fellowship, or Sunday School class that you can join for discussions in small groups just like this. And find one that is men only. And if there is one, start one. This is Man Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want anything. I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flamethrower to this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.